The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Give a round of applause for Reverend Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Who knows the three C's? Competence. What's the second Amazing. What are the four D's? Direction, decision, discipline. What's the fourth thing? Okay. Give yourselves a round of applause. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, sir. So it's Q&A time. It's Q&A time. If anyone has any questions, the ushers are going to be passing out uh, papers that you can write out your questions. But we actually got some questions from the youth already. Um, and yeah, um, there are a few questions here. The first one is... You have your mic, okay, perfect. The first one is, how do we overcome the hustle culture, the high expectations of our generation, like having to be married, buy a house, and have a, have a car all by 25? Like, you know, because that's what it seems like in, in this generation, there are very high expectations and there's that hustle culture. So how do we, the youth, manage those expectations? Okay. I think the place to start from is to define whose expectation. If you don't clarify whose expectation it is, then you're going to be in trouble. Psalm 144. Let's read Psalm 144, verse 12, I think. That our sons may be, I think I quoted it this morning. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the sons and daughters. And look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. Give us the next verse. That our garners may be full. That, that if the sons don't grow up, the garners won't be full. That our garners may be full. So he's not saying that our old men may do it. Who will make the garners to be full? The sons and daughters in their youth. Okay, before I start preaching, whose expectation, therefore, is that scripture? Who wrote that one? <laughs> Who wrote that scripture? So let's put it in perspective. All right? I mustn't be moved by what people are saying. I must see myself in the concept of the word of God. It gives me an inner motivation to become our greatness in me. Say it. Say one more time. Say one more time. In your youth. Not when you are old. Do you get it? Do we get the perspective? So, so you're not stressed. Also, God wouldn't expect from you what he hasn't put inside you. So reach out to the source of all grace. You told me, you spoke about me like this. Help me to become. Then it's not because somebody is saying. It's just like the sons of the prophet. They told Joshua, they, they told um, Elisha. Do you know that your, 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 your master will be taken from you today? Say, I know. What? Keep quiet. 
So if anybody is saying, when will you become great? I know I'm great already. Flip me. I have a plan. So don't put yourself under pressure. Just be what God has said you are. Now, I will put that in perspective again, though, because I know some people are putting people under pressure. Okay, good. Now, time and chance happened to them all. There's time under heaven. And the Bible says, our goings are of the Lord. So my time is different from your time. When I will get there, it's different from when somebody else will get there. I think that's where the problem is. That's when we get under pressure. But you see, if we have faith, we already know who we are. We know that our time is in the hands of God. We are following a divine plan. We are following the seven essential pillars of greatness. We will get there. So when they are saying that you should get, you should go and marry. Yeah, I mean, if you are already of a marriageable age, why won't you go and marry? Go and marry now. It's not a pressure. It's just they are expecting from you what you are supposed to do. Why don't you have a car? It's because you are possible to have a car. Go and get it, but don't let them pressure you. So I balance that by saying, don't let anybody pressure you. But put yourself under the influence of the word of God. Let it motivate you. You see, there are two different things. Let that word motivate you. And then it will not be stress. You're just becoming who you are. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Does that make sense? Praise God. Thank you, sir. Um, to add to that, in my opinion, um, I don't really define greatness by material things. Right? So a question I have for you, like I don't, I know a car, a house, all those things, they are good. Right? But I don't think that's the definition of greatness. It has to be beyond that because you can have a car, you can have a house, you can have kids and wife and all that, but you are still not great. So what is the true definition of greatness? Good point. Good point. You would define it yourself. So that's the thing. I would define it myself. That's where the pressure will not be there. And how do I define it myself? Get back into the world. See, greatness in the inside grows and shows in the outside. Jeremiah 30 verse 19. Give us Jeremiah 30 verse 19. Jeremiah 30 verse 19. So when I'm great inside, something will show. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make merry, I will multiply them, they will not be few. I will also glorify them, they will not be small. Glory is defined as weight, heaviness. In the Old Testament and the New Testament, they have different, you know, original Greek and I mean, and Hebrew language meaning. But the point is, is a result. Talking about Moses, for example, and Solomon, for example, the Bible talks about the glory of his kingdom. When Queen Sheba came, you say, ah, what I had was big, but it's small compared to what I see. Look at his men, the way they are organized. You see, the glory there is what they can be seen. But God has already given Solomon great glory that nobody can imagine. God has prophesied it. When he woke up in the dream and he said, he, he, you know, he, he gave all those number of bullocks. And God asked him, uh-uh, you want something? Why are you giving me so many animals? What do you want me to give you? He didn't ask for money. He asked for grace to please God. God now said, I will give you grace to do my, to rule my people. Also, I'll give you this and that. So he's already great. Why would people know he's great? 
Greatness brings out. So I agree with you that the greatness is not the car and everything, but those cars are the manifestation of his glory. So, in the inside of me, I know God. I seek God. I get the perspective of who God sees me as. It naturally moves me that direction. And without me doing anything, glory begins to shine. There is the glory of the sun and the glory of the moon. Can you stop it? Sun is there. Would you say, sun, stop shining for some time? No. So when you begin to flow forward, don't stop it. You know, find your verses, bring them not a few, was what the man of God told that woman. She stopped looking for verses. And when the verse finished, all stopped. Brethren, let, let, let me tell you this. Open your mind up for greatness. Then to flow to rich people. It is the perspective we have. Sorry, I've, sorry I stood up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> it's the great, greatness flowing up. It is perspective we have that will help us to allow the flow of God's grace to reach many people. So you see, it's not about what can, do I have to eat. The Bible says it gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. Look at the word A-N-D there. It's a combination. It will give you bread, it will give you eat, uh, seed. So things will just flow. And I think those, it is natural, for, and it is only when you now take those physical things to overshadow your thoughts, then you've lost it. Then you become like Nebuchadnezzar. See my kingdom that I have made. Oh, you're in trouble now. You know, but until then, you're just living your life and getting to know God more. You will continue to reflect the glory of God. And that's just natural. So it takes, it takes, the, 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 it takes the spirit of God in us to put ourselves where we belong. So that we don't think we're more than what we are. And forever, I think I said something on Friday, that three things that determines how you manifest the glory. Number one, you know what God put in man. Number two, you get born again. Number three, you are willing to do what? Give him the glory. When you are in that position, you always flow. And it's not, you, won't, you won't even be able to contain it. Didn't the Bible say so? Give me now your seed, and then I will bless you that you won't have room to contain it. Abby, why would you want to contain it? Can we just give a round of applause for everybody? <laughs> I am being blessed tremendously <laughs> today. Um, do we have any questions in the house? Okay. Good morning, Amy. Um, so my question was, what do you do in the waiting period of hearing from God? I understand there's a part where you obviously have to continue doing what you were doing, which is praising God, praying, worshiping Him, giving Him all the glory, have faith. But then I have two questions in one, actually. So in the part of having faith, there are times when you're, there's an anticipation from hearing, from wanting to hear. So constantly you're thinking, you're, your mind is resting, like when is God going to answer, when is God going to answer. But I know that's also not like you've completely put your faith in it. So now my question is, how do you train your mind to stay faithful, like to just be faithful? Because over like in the course of the day, you're constantly thinking like, and, like when is God going to answer me? But then again, it sounds like you're not having faith. So how do you train your mind to be at peace and then, yeah. 
you know, sometimes when we, when, when we get to some situations in life and we've, we make mistakes by forgetting that we are who we are, truth, truth be told, we're human. David had to speak to himself, my soul, with that on God. You know what he's done? Is it? Relax, my friend. He spoke to himself. You get the point? What does that mean? Natural tendency for us to feel that way. But we now have the responsibility of calming ourselves down. Wait on the Lord. And it will bring it to pass. You see, trust in the Lord and do good. So shall he lead you. Wait down on him and he will bring it to pass. Those are instructions that you will use now. So when you are saying how, those are the instructions you will use to speak to yourself. You actually have to speak to yourself. I believe God. I trust God. He's in charge of this. I refuse to fear. It's because the enemy will also want you to panic. So we are constantly fighting this battle because we are still in this flesh. When we face the reality that, look, we are human, and yet we have the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome the flesh, and we apply it as such without thinking that we are... You know, sometimes when people fall into, into, into sin, they will think, why did I fall into sin? You see? It's because you thought you were too powerful that you would not be tempted. Yeah? So, no, 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 I can stay in the same house with that lady. Nothing will happen. Don't you know I'm born again? <laughs> stay there. <laughs> then you will ask, you say, hey, when did I sleep with her? It's because you are too proud. I'm hoping I'm making sense. Yes, sir. So, God knows our frame. He knows how frail we are. And with that understanding, it deals with us. Faith, therefore, makes you go to him with who you are. Say, Lord, I'm really getting anxious now. Help me. You, you get the point. Really getting anxious. I don't think it's, don't think it's not spiritual to feel that way. I'm really getting anxious. I need you to help me. And then you get into the world and pull out your sword. The Bible says this. The Bible says that devil, I rebuke you. Get out of here. You know, all those kind of things you have to do. That's just the way to do it. That's what I do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Okay, we have another question. Yeah. In the journey of the greatness, I want to ask one question. Who to be trust? That's all. Okay. Who to trust as far as in, in transactions? Yes. Okay. That's a very good question. Is it because, and that's, that's loaded, <laughs> because maybe there have been disappointment before and all that. The only person you can trust actually is God. Mm, that's the only person you can trust. You can trust him to lead you in a particular direction. As we are relating, or even as doors are open before you, they look great. You can only trust God to perfect it. Believe me. <clears throat> it is not in the human mind to be good. Oh my goodness. The Bible says no, not one of them is good. No, not one. <laughs> so when you find a human being, human being that disappoints you, he's just becoming himself. <laughs> I'm talking of even Christians. 
Because it is because the flesh overtake them at that time. So that's what the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I mean, think about that scripture. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill. Meaning that if you don't walk in the spirit, what will you do? Look at what fulfill. He's asking, flesh is asking you, do this, do this, do this. And then you will answer flesh if you're not walking in the spirit. So the natural position is to respond to the dictates of the flesh. Except you unconsciously walk in the spirit who is instructing you what to do per time. So what do I do? Trust God. And that's why you do not, you are not paranoia. Because you see, if you, do, if you trust God, you can actually trust man, trust the God in the situation of the man. Otherwise you will be doubting everybody. And the good will pass you. It's true. And this is life. Does that make sense? Yes. And when, when one person disappoints you, rub it. And say, God, this one doesn't disappoint me again. Or not do I do again? I would trust that man again. No, don't say that. Just say, Lord, only you I will have trust. Somebody else will come who is now nice. And then you've missed the chance. So, let the yesterday of disappointments be gone. Open a new pit. Oh, I have been disappointed before in life. Oh my goodness. By people I never thought could disappoint me. And it took me, some of them took me a decade to get out of it. But if you stay in yesterday, you won't get to the destiny. You, you can't be going like this and you're looking behind. You're going to be accidented. <laughs> God will give you grace. Honestly, I am getting so blessed. Walk in the spirit or fulfill the lust of the flesh. Is anyone getting blessed today? Yeah. Wow. Um, do we have... Actually, before that question, Reverend Body actually has a book called Recapture, Unveiling the Pathway to Total Victory. It's $15. I definitely am going to be getting this book. Y'all should get it too. And you can get two of them for $25. So... Just wanted to put that out there. You can take that question. Praise the Lord. Um, we've been talking about the Dominion series this month, and um, you mentioned something about greatness, and just mentioned something about trust. And I had a discussion about something um, recently. What advice would you give to individuals in church and as a church? And um, I'm just thinking how I'm going to put this question. Let me give you a scenario. Um, you have people in church that do business. And um, you want to patronize them. And you are trying to price it down. But with this same business, when you go outside, let me use food business as an example. When you go to Timotins or you go to Harvey's or you go to Wendy's, they have their price. Or you go to winners, they have their fixed price. But because we are in the church, you have people with this business, and I believe in the church, we are supposed to help ourselves to grow. But it is we in the church that we are ready to price it as low as possible, which you don't, like, so I'm, I'm serious, like, these things, 
stop people from coming to church. So what advice would you give to us, people in the church, and as a church at large? Because it's, I'm sure it's a big, um, it's a big issue. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to answer that question just by the inspiration I got just now. And I believe it's going to answer some, put some clarity. Number one, we're all human. And number two, we should just trust God. But number three, there's a dimension of our culture that affects the way we do. I'll put you in perspective. You see, where, where I come from, when I go to the market, how much is this thing? It's born here. You finish training all that, you bring another dimension. That's how you, even where I come from, you don't go to the stores to buy. When you enter the store to buy, where I come from, you know the prices like that, you pick it. When you're in the market, you negotiate. Is that correct? Yes. We now come here. You have displayed a shop, which is not the store. And the guy is just transacting. If you take it with this simple spirit, it will be easier. And I'm trying to hope you will get the point. So you now, how much is this? This is the amount. He's negotiating. The guy is just behaving like himself. Am I correct? The same guy will go into the shop. He won't be negotiating. Who is he going to be negotiating with? You just, you just pick or you get out. <laughs> so, knowing that, you refuse to be discouraged. Love believeth all things. This is difficult, what I'm sharing with you. But this is scriptures. Love believeth all things. There is no other way to deal on this earth except you put it in biblical perspective. If I allow that person to get into my nerves, I won't do business again with my brethren. And I haven't opened my store yet. So the person come and say, how much? I'm negotiating with them. No, you, you should go. Even if you're angry, tell the person straight. It's all of you that will be spoiling business for me. Come on, come out of my face. You are not sinning. And after you have done that, tomorrow morning, bro, how are you, Jare? Yesterday I gave you, Abby. You were angry. Don't be angry. <laughs> Believe me, that's how to deal with this matter. You see, in this church, we are not all in the same faith level. In fact, there may be somebody here who is not born again, possibly. And the person is best who came to prize your thing. And the person is not born again, and it's from where I come from. He wants to press it to zero. Why should you not be angry? He can't do better than that. So that secures you. And then you transact your business. You can't buy it. Okay, next person. And you are still going on with your business. And you don't allow that to affect your spirit, man. Believe me, if you're not careful, we will be discouraged. But now, having said that, let's now face the fact. Brethren, patronize each other. Stop all this pricing down nonsense. <laughs> True. Stop all this price. Because you see, if you give a good price like that, it's a seed. You two will get somebody who will get good business for you. It's Bible. And all of us will give better tithes in, 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 the, in, the, in the church. And the kingdom of God will advance. I've tried to make it mild, but really speaking, that's the truth. If you, do, if, you, if you approach it differently, your blood pressure will rise. <laughs> and you don't need that. 
love covered multitudes of sin. Praise God. Sorry. Sorry, I just quickly add, I just quickly add something. And I add this because I'm in business. There are two types of dimensions in business. There's what they call the structured business and the unstructured business. The structured business is you go into a mall, there's a price tag there. You can't negotiate those price tags, except they're having deals. There's an unstructured one. An electrician comes in here. He has, there's no structured price. He says, this is the price. You negotiate it, it's a normal thing. I do business, I negotiate all my contracts, all. And the same way, once it's not structured, you come in here as a church, you're dealing with somebody. You have to negotiate it. It's normal. In fact, if you don't negotiate it, you're a fool. And that's the truth. So if you are on the side of a business person and they're negotiating with you, take it as one of those things. If you don't have the capacity to handle it, then you're not in business. And that's the truth. Um, I had somebody who came in to do uh, electrical works for us. And the guy gave me a bill of 1200 I said, what did you do? You just did one more. One more. <laughs> and before now, we didn't even agree the president, that's, that's my bill. And I said, no. At the end of the day, 1200 dropped to $600. Now, if for instance, I have paid because, oh, you are giving me a bill. How does, it, how does it go? The other thing with unstructured business is that people look around to see what other prices people sell. So if, for instance, I want to deal with my brother or my sister and it's pricing something, $100. And I now can get it for $50 somewhere. Why won't I negotiate it if you can agree? Otherwise, I go somewhere else. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I, I just want to get into another perspective from what uh, Sister Yogo said. Uh, you know, there are possibilities that you may negotiate. The same, the same item you may negotiate with your brother or your sister in the church. Price it down. Then there won't be agreement. You go elsewhere and get the, get the same thing at a higher price. So there's possibility. That's one area I'm saying. That one is not good. That one is not good. Uh, so, uh, so we have to look into that too. It's not like oh, you price down your, your brother's listing and then go to elsewhere. And then buy another price. If if you give me a chance now, if me give me a chance, can all of us look at my face? Don't come and price. Look at my face. Who is not looking at my face? Don't come and <laughs> don't come and price your brother or sister's goods down. They didn't agree. And then you go outside and buy it at a higher price. Yeah. And my decree says you. Yeah. Because, because you don't love your, it, love your brothers first. Yeah. Especially those who are in the faith. The Bible is so full. I have special interest for a member of the faith who is doing the same business. Even prefer to buy with that brother with a 50 cents higher than go outside and buy at the 50 cents lower. That's Bible now, isn't it? So when we put everything in the perspective of Bible like that, it's easy. And I think I want to charge us. The next time I come, they say you are pricing price down. <laughs> you will pay me the change. <laughs> Does that make a point? I'm trying to make it light, but that's really the truth. You are free to make a comment there. Yeah. Negotiating. I'm not saying don't negotiate. Negotiate, but be reasonable. For us as people, as the brethren, 
let's help one another to grow. And when you are even buying, some people do oh. Do you know and you take for granted you because it's your brother. At, at the end of the day, and you are still owing this person. Yeah. yeah. Starting with food. Yeah. Which yeah. is ridiculous. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Praise God. No, this is the truth. We are a family here. Praise God. Thank you very much for that comment. Amen. We need to we need to go to the next question and then wrap it up. Um, is there another question? Someone has another question. This is the last question, and then we'll wrap it up. Thank you, Reverend, so much. So my one question is, you talked about uh, direction on the Ds. And as believers, why we spend time to pray and seek for direction? In our mind, we have focus, we have perspective, we have expectations. Like you said, we already made great. In that course, while we are waiting, I know that in a multitude of these uh, expectations, thinking, calculations, sometimes dream come. How do you differentiate this dream and revelation? I think everything can be put in perspective in the sense that there are different ways God leads his children. A multiple through dreams, through direct words, through you know, it's still small voice and all that. There is a spirit in man. The inspiration of the Almighty, what? Giveth understanding. So you have that capacity in the inside of you. And the Bible says that, in the Word of God says that, um, you know, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, they will hear my voice, the voice of the Spirit that they will not hear. You shall hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Not these are the ways. So when you are already anchored in those truths, and then there are those potentials confronting you with you know, opportunities, ideas, they will always be coming. How do you distill them and decipher what is the Lord saying at the moment? That's where you now dovetail back to the promise God has given to you that I will not hear the voice of the stranger. You see, because when peace becomes your umpire, then you can decide. But the problem that the mistake we make is that we think we are in heaven. We are not in heaven. We are on earth right now. You are driving like this, your eyes see something. This is nice. Oh. This one too is nice. Oh. That one too is nice. Oh. That's what is on the earth. But the spirit in man gives understanding. What do you do, therefore? Be realistic with that. Don't be agitated or confused. Just write it down. I saw this option. I saw that option. But because you saw them, Moses, I saw that option. And be realistic where you are at. As a spirit of the living God. You said in your word, I will hear a voice behind me. This is the way. Lord, help me. You said in your word that the voice of the stranger I would not hear. Please help me. Meanwhile, they have different goodness that they are offering. And you eye don't catch one of them saying that this one I would take if it is me. But your spirit is telling you it's this other one. Actually, many times, that's why we are confused. 
Our mind tells us we like this one. But we are suspecting God is saying this one. We're not just sure, but we are suspect. You see, you have the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost. You are suspecting that this one that I like, maybe God doesn't like it. I'm not sure, but maybe it does. And then you see the other option. Then confusion comes. Just relax and be sincere with yourself and go back to God. And don't move until you can say this is. When you are still saying these are options, don't move. And it's difficult. Oh, I've been there. So you're not strange. You're not, you're not a demon. You're a Christian. Filled with the Holy Spirit. And you're in that situation. But that's the way to deal with it. So analyze it and tell God sincerely and wait. My soul, wait thou on God. Until clarity comes, Abacook is still good. I will stand upon my watch. I will wait to see what he will say to me when I'm rebuked, when I have questions. He will answer me. And the Lord said, so you can challenge me by my word. That's another scripture. God, you say you will say. Not say. So don't neglect or trivialize these experiences. Do you know that's the first of the seven pillars that I started to call direction. So if it takes me a long time to settle that, then pay the price. When you are successful in that, everyone that one is chicken change. Does it make some sense? Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Can we celebrate, Reverend Body? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You, you cannot afford to miss next week. Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives. Establishing His kingdom.